1: And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show.
3: Best hair at the station, this entire show
4: right here. React to that.
1: Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that core's Light.
5: I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show, and a Clinton show. I love the show. You guys are great.
1: We're the three best friends that
2: anyone could have. somebody out there listening right well, now? yeah. Yeah, don't do that.
4: Is that Mike Hot, top I'm
3: going to kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> <I tell> you. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> you talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> Sports Radio 610
0: presents... The drive with Sterner and Kublay.
3: Ah, the drive is alive, baby, and in color. Clint Sterner, Tyler Milner. Show we are here in the building on a Tuesday. Hopefully, you are staying safe out there as the weather is uh, is 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 dancing out there. So stay safe as you're uh, as you're rolling out there, and uh, we will keep you. Uh, Keep you uh, entertained as we always do.
4: I, I got a, I got a new uh, new fear that's uh, entered my life almost a year ago. Show when I'm hearing these, I heard a conversation in the elevator. Oh Lord, uh, a couple. This lady was showing a young man the video of her backyard over on the west side of Houston, and I guess the backyard was filling up. The trees were were swaying big time, and and she said. I just got a notification from the school that my kiddos, are they're in the hallways, they're hanging in the hallways. I'm assuming when, when bad weather comes, they hang in the hallways because there's no windows. And so I, I immediately think, you know, before I think, oh, man, get the heck out of the way, man. I got a job to go do. Man. I ain't worried about them schooling kids. Man, got me got me a little one-year-old. It's, it's going to happen sooner rather than later. She's going to be the one yeah. in them hallways. No, Shook me up a little bit, man.
3: Looking at emails, wife said, uh, it, it, it passed the house. This tornado passed the house over there, so uh. I'm sure they were uh, once again more inconsistencies from Tyler. As someone texted in, uh, in the house. What okay, happened? I was.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest here. I was 100 percent ready. But I didn't want to step on you as as the host of our wonderful show here, and and you really went right into to talking about how bad this weather is. I didn't want I hundred percent well done, T. No, well, was, done. No, not well done, thank you. Well done, T. No, I would like for I you, I, I promise would you like for,
3: I would like for you. You
2: didn't give you
4: weren't looking at him. You went into your and You're to. just happy because you got your teeth clean. Your teeth feel a little bit lighter today, really so you're just made. you're just you couldn't wait lighter. to get that out. Teeth amazing. feel lighter. I mean, you I mean, if you
3: listen back to it, there was a complete space for him to get it in. No, there okay. was not. He, he, he and I will run in. that back for you
2: later yeah. if you Please. want.
3: Because you just jump in. I don't you want to. You just jump in. It I was trying clear. to be a good teammate. You're, no, you're just inconsistent. Wow. Oh, you want to start being a good. Look, good I know
2: you're today. still mad at me, and we can talk about Ticked. it from last week. But I was legitimately trying not to be a bad teammate there, and I didn't want to step on you, sir.
4: You threw you two through stroking Excuse each other. I'm, I'm not through talking about these kiddos out here in these schools oh, with this a, bad
3: you know, weather. You, to, yes, to, sir. To that's just, more.
2: That's way more important. Hey, when he just texted me. Said
3: little mm-hmm. show. Sit there uh, they're in they're in a shelter. Yeah, everything that you just shelter said. Shelter, shelter in
4: place, place shelter man. In place. Um, that's that's uh, that's scary, it. man. Prayers up for all the the kiddos there. out there. Stay safe, mom. Y'all too. I know y'all that anxiety's through the roof right now. And uh, prayers up for y'all, and just hang in there. We're gonna get through it, baby. This thing, this 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 too shall pass.
3: That's right, man. That's it. Like I said, man. And we'll keep you entertained here. And uh, the drive is live, and it's in the house, uh, even if
2: uh, Tyler doesn't wanna wanna say. That. Always in the house. All right, Tyler.
3: Um, <laughs> give us the update here, uh, as we understand it's a moving uh, situation with the Texans' coaching search. Uh, different things you hear every single day. Uh, to be honest with you. What is the latest that we have, Tyler?
2: The latest we have on the search for head coach, it is that Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, he's going to have a second-round interview tomorrow, so Wednesday. And along with Kafka, you're going to have a Giro Aviro, the Broncos defensive coordinator. He's going to interview for the second time with the Texans tomorrow as well. Important to note... For all the D'Amico fans, for all the the Sean Payton fans, mainly your, you D'Amico fans, they can't interview any coaches involved right. in the playoffs still right now. So don't don't think that just because there's no second round interview right now for D'Amico that there won't be.
4: You're not gonna let this evero go, are you? It's it's E O. Just you guys in your mind, E O E kind O. Of remember like E I O back E-I- in the day. E I. So it's E J Roe. E O. Then the letters that are in the middle. But here's the deal, just just to be clear, real quick. You said Sean Payton. I think you meant Steichen, because Sean Payton can be interviewed for a second time, right? Correct. Now. They just haven't shame, done it yet. Yeah, shame, I'm yeah. sorry, Shane. Who did I say? Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Payton ain't Well, working, we just butchering the hell out of that one, ain't we? <laughs> Sean Payton could be, but they have not announced it yet. But Gannon, not Steichen, and Ryan, all three of those guys, cannot be interviewed yep. until. Uh, A later date,
3: yes, sir. Next week, so that is the latest. But uh, Ivorow and um, uh, Mike Kafka, they're going to get second interviews coming up. And Clint, we're getting down to it. And I think you said this yesterday. Now that we're seeing this, they're announcing second interviews. Them not announcing Sean Payton is is probably a signal to what you were talking about yesterday. That seemed like like there's there's something. Where they've maybe moved on. This is an indication to interview two two guys. They've announced that they can't have second interviews with Thomas Brown, aka T.B. and Sean Payton, or two. We're not hearing they're announcing them with. But now we're getting into the round of second interviews, Clint. And I do believe, as as, as Tyler reported there, and you said, if they could, they would meet with Gannon, Stike and, and, and D'Amico Ryan's, and I think they will do that soon. But we're getting into second interviews, Clint, and this means the decision that Cal and Nick and Hannah are going to have to make is getting closer and closer, and, and we're getting closer to finding out who the next person is who's going to be the head coach.
4: Yeah, look, show, and I, and I think I think the, the big part here, I'm driving home last night, and the big part for me, man, is I'm thinking, Cal McNair, Nick Casario, and whatever, and Hannah, somebody did get on me for leaving Hannah out. You are correct, Hannah, no disrespect. Um, however, Cal, Hannah, Nick, and whatever head coach is hired, um, show that they're going to make the biggest decision in Texans history beyond the first decision that was made, which was David Carr being drafted in 2002. Let that sink in for a minute. Everybody, Mm. all the Texans fans out there before we just go having some flipping ass conversation about the next head coach, and you go regurgitating something that you heard from somebody you like, let that sink in for a minute. Cal McNair, Nick Casario, and whatever head coach they hire is going to make the biggest decision since David Carr was was drafted in the inaugural season of the Houston Texans in 2002. Y'all hmm. comfortable with that?
3: First off, I think it's very accurate. <laughs> I think it is. I think this is now the biggest decision in the history of the franchise, um, even more especially now what's happened the last two seasons. The hell no, I'm not comfortable with that. And I, and Clint, I, I think Hold on, so I, now that we're we're talking this out, trailer will and frame, text line, chime into seven one three five seven two four six ten. As Clint just said, this is the biggest decision that this organization needs to make since the draft of David Carr and Cal, Hannah, and Nick Casario are at the head of this, making this decision. As we talk this out, I think this is why, one of the main reasons, also the many that we've named, but one of the main reasons why I am so Sean Payton. They can't mess up Sean Payton. Like, Sean Payton gets here, like, there is, like, it, like, they cannot mess that up. What we are now hoping that the Texans can do here if there is no Sean Payton. And when I say the Texans, the major decision-makers, which is Cal McNair, Hannah McNair, and Nick Casario is, can they find, like Mike Kafka, can they find the next Sean McVeigh? Can they find the next Nick Sirianni? Can they find the next Sean McDermott? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how... Confident I am, Clint, that they can do that. Don't they feel like they're more likely to find the next Daniel Hackett, the next Cliff Kingsbury? Don't they feel like they're more likely to find that? That's That is a big concern when you put it like that is this group, what we've seen from them are tasked to finding the next big thing, the next great head coach. And by the judgment they've shown us, you can, nobody can feel good about it
4: well I, i'm trying but i'm trying to look beyond the the, head, the that head coach i'm trying to take the head coach candidates into consideration show and the the decision that i'm talking about is the quarterback mm. right the head coach god i hope it ain't nathaniel hackett I feel pretty good about the. I feel pretty good about these the candidates that are in that are that are on this list.
3: Well, you, you feel good about the candidates, but there are big candidates that people feel sure, good that, about. Nathaniel, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that that yeah. I, I, I got you, got you. Yeah, I, I, I'm more. I'm more looking at it from a perspective of okay, out of the dudes they have on this list, and guys that are getting second interviews, and guys that that we know more than likely will get second interviews once the a- nfc championship is is over and and once the super bowl's over um cal nick and jonathan gannon jonathan gannon been a defensive coordinator in philly for what two years
3: yeah
4: all of a sudden he's going to be he he's a defensive minded coach all of a sudden he's going to be one of three the other being nick who's seen tom brady got lucky lucked into tom brady if we're being completely honest in his time in new england and Cal, who the Deshaun Watson situation, I guess, a Deshaun Watson decision was on his on his watch, but but I, I believe it, that we've heard that story and how that all went down. More, more Rick Smith. More Rick Smith than anybody. Rick had to stand on a damn table to make that happen. But Cal, Nick, and Jonathan Gannon, who I said defensive coordinator for a couple couple years in the league. Right? Cal, Nick, and D'Amico Rines. Love him. Defensive coordinator in San Francisco for a couple years. That's the extent of it. Defensive minded. Easy row, Eva Row. Right? Two organizations. Denver, Broncos. Worst offense in football. Whoever he brings in, you got to believe is could be tied to, to what we just watched go on in in Denver, Clint Kugat. Yeah. Could, you know it could be could be one of those. It could be somebody from that McVay tree in, in LA. I mean, you, you look down the list, you, you, you said uh, Mike Kafka. I, I I like Mike Kafka. I like him as an offensive mind. I like his track record of where he's been. But I don't know that I just feel, I feel like that guy's going to be the, the third piece to come in here and just make the biggest decision, which is draft a quarterback, or not draft a quarterback, for we're being honest. It's a huge decision as well. I mean, Cal, Nick, and that, that head coach is going to be, responsible, tasked with deciding which quarterback is going to be tied to the Houston Texans for the next several years and which one's going to have the weight of an organization on his shoulders. And then even further from that show, who are these guys going to hire as an offensive coordinator? Because that offensive coordinator, that offensive coordinator underneath the defensive-minded head coach is probably going to be a young, unproven play caller Potentially. from a hot system. And he's gonna be tasked with making that work, whoever that quarterback is, making that work. That's a scary ass situation now.
3: No, it, it is, especially with the track record that those three have had. All right, you would think, right, this time around, that the coach will have input on who that quarterback is. Yeah, like you would think that is. But like, you gotta hope that they pick the right dude. You gotta hope they pick the right dude. I mean, that, that helps them with it, and I'm just saying, with their track record, like this is why I've always said, like it's hard to just throw out, you know, what they want. Like this is this is a crew that, that looked at certain guys and thought, that's it, yeah, that's it. And those same people, now it has now now to to their credit, the start of this thing has looked far better and much different than how it has the last two years. So if we were to base on Our confidence just on this year with the, you know how this hiring cycle has gone and the candidates. You feel better about that, but it's hard to forget, like the the same people, because all three of them. Oh, that's part of the the concern. The same people who sat in (laughs) front of David Culley, like those are the same people who's going to pick the next head coach and possibly the quarterback, and that is, and that is why I was so Sean Payton. Can't mess that up. Yeah, because Sean Payton, I feel I feel good that he's, that, you know, that's the coach you can't mess up, and I feel better about him selecting the quarterback. Yeah, these other guys are are hopes, and the hopes are predicated on those three being better, far far better decision makers than they've shown to be the last two years.
4: Yeah, yeah, man. I I just I, I look at it. I go back to that defensive minded head coach, man, and you start looking at these guys, and it's it's. um I tell you, man, it it is a it is a tall task for whoever comes in here. They got to get that they got to get that offensive coordinator and that quarterback right, and and that's that's it's interesting because you you look at it and you go, like I said, Cal, we know what we know his his track record. Nick, you know his track record, and Tom Brady and and what they were doing offensively, and then you throw a defensive head minded head coach in the mix that's super young, that's only been a coordinator for a couple of years, and you go, hey, go find our quarterback. Just do it. Make like what what decision are you gonna make? That, that whole that mix, woo. I mean, you don't have a John Elway at the top. No, you no. know you don't have a Dan Marino in the front office helping you. you. You don't. You don't. You don't have you know some of these some of these um, that to my knowledge I could be wrong. Tyler showed. I mean, I don't know, but you don't have the these some of these offensive analysts in the building over here that some of these other organizations have. I remember being in Dallas. We we had Ernie Zampezi. I mean, Zampezi was one of the best offensive minds in the game back in those days. And and he was, I mean, older than dirt, smoking cigarettes over in the corner. But at least, at least you could lean on that and go, dude knows quarterback play. Dude knows offensive football. Been is around Romeo, it forever. Is
3: Romeo still
4: around? Nah, Romeo ain't selecting no quarterback, Chief. He I'm, loves nut packets. I'm just trying to
3: think of the people that may still be around mm. there. Come on, man. Romeo. Ted White still around there. Biggest
4: decision since David Carr show 2002. Absolutely. I just never thought about it in that light of like how big is this decision really? I mean, you can argue that the only time this this organization has been in a tougher situation was when they didn't exist and they were literally I mean, putting the roster together for the first time, putting the staff together, building a facility.
3: Mm.
4: <sighs> 2002.
3: Yeah. And we got and, and Texans fans got a hope. That these three guys, these three individuals. Yeah, man. Better get the the right guy, man. Are the ones that can make it happen. They're going to turn into better decision makers. Coming up, uh, news on the Astros and one of the fan favorites. We'll give you the latest on that. That's coming up next on The Drive.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
6: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Sports
5: Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hubley.
3: Hey, remember, tomorrow we will be broadcasting live from the red carpet. Yes. That means we got people coming to stop by to hang out with us in person. That the showman.
4: You think old Bregman's gonna stop through, host of the exactly show? I'm damn sure better. All right. I don't the, know why it wouldn't. The great Hannah
3: Storm stopped by and, uh, and 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 talked with us last week or last year, excuse me. And I and I expect nothing less than from the host Alex Bregman to be there.
4: You know, you know who the best at uh, at hustling down interviews is. That old, that old boy right there behind that glass. Tyler T, man, is man. When we had when we like when he was on promotion. Me and Sean did this. It was the same event, wasn't it? One of, one of Patty's uh, Hall of Fame events. Yeah, right T.
2: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It was the Houston Sports G, Awards. Jerry Jones, Jim Crane, Jimbo Fisher, being back to back, bang, 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 bang. Everybody walked to that door. My boy,
2: T, my boy T, hawked them down.
3: Did you nearly pass out when you met Jimbo or?
2: No, I did get a picture uh, with him though doing our our gig him. Yeah, I figured he'd do, he'd get a picture with everyone. Yeah, that was that was uh, kind of the beginning for me, man. Oh, that that exact day. Well, I think I'm guessing we'll have Tyler 2.0 with us uh, tomorrow. Oh, Aaron, yeah, he'll be out there. We'll see, let's we'll see if O 2.0 is gonna hunt him down.
4: I think we ought to talk to the boss and see if O the, the real deal Holyfield T can can uh, the real deal T Mill can be out there.
2: That'd be pretty neat.
4: I think that's what we ought to do. You know what, Tyler? I'll keep I'll my check thoughts on that, bud. I'll keep my thoughts to that. Thank you, Clint. I'll check on that, bud. Thanks, since bro. That, since, that, since that suit's going to be so fly. It is. Uh, I'll be ready for that, folks. Hell, you got to be uh, out Trust there. me, I cannot wait. Oh. we gotta, we got to get the full effect. I can't wait. No, we'll get the full
3: effect. It. He'll just be – he'll walk in late. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll keep my – I mean, should he be rewarded with things like that right now? Is he <laughs> – has he performed in a space where he should be rewarded? I was out
4: last week. I'm not getting into y'all's little spat, <laughs> man. Hey, you, mean, guys.
3: you weren't out the week before, though. He kind of skipped out on that, too. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, if the boss feels it, I just don't know. He should be rewarded.
2: Um, but Things like that. But oh, no,
3: I, mean, I would love for you to be out there.
2: Uh, I would love to be out there. I'll be out there one way or another. It's going to be a great Yeah, you'll event. be
3: out there in this suit, boy. I, I can't wait. I mean, you have really built this up. I well, think, I think you're going to like it. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna like it, but you've set a standard that outside of Calvin Murphy, nobody's touching
2: you. It's called "like I see it," man. Oh,
4: yeah, that needs to be there at two o'clock tomorrow, not not six thirty.
2: <laughs> that, need, that, uh, that, that, that needs to be there.
3: See, I need to have I need to have two or three drinks in before I see. It. <laughs> well, I'm sure
4: you will if he shows up at six thirty.
3: <laughs> of course. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, tomorrow it'll be a. It's always a great event. Uh, and Patty Smith always does a great, uh, great job with that. But we'll be there live tomorrow, so should be a lot of su- surprises. Hopefully, Alex Bregman is on with us, and uh, we can go real knee deep with him and and uh, get his questions. Like, do you want Yuli back?
4: Who's the GM?
3: Oh, that's a good one. Who is the GM? Do you we know the you- answer
4: is nobody? But is is is
3: who you think's like to you? If you had to if you had to guess, Alex, Bag's got to be the guy, right? If you had like for you, Alex, if you had to say, all right, if I said, all right, hold it down, who who do you think's playing the role of general manager right now? He sure certainly wouldn't say that Bill Frickus guy. <laughs> <laughs> He'd say Bag will. But speaking of of his teammate Yuli uh, Gurriel, a uh, lot of talks thought that, that that he may be heading to the Miami Marlins, but. Our own Odyssey Sports Radio 610 MLB insider John Haymans reporting uh, that uh, talks have cooled uh, between Yuli and the Miami Marlins. And Guriel hopes beyond the Marlins now that it might include the Astros and where his former teammate Carlos Correa is, the Minnesota Twins. Uh, so uh, he's likely uh, has supporters in both places. Uh, but uh, it is not a done deal. So there is a chance that the Astros could be interested in bringing Yuli back.
4: Yeah, look, I, I think it's only fair, right? I mean, I, I, let let him let him test the market, let him get out there and see what the Marlins are talking about. what are the twins talking about. Um, you know, and and then let let him get a really good gauge on on what the demand is, you know, for him league wide. And then come back to the table with the Astros and see if they can work something out. And, and I, look, I I I'm a Yuli fan. Yeah, I know. And I'll be honest with you, I'm selfish. I want him in Houston. So so I'm hoping like hell that the, the Twins deal falls through, just like the Marlins did. And I hope that uh, that Bagwell and Gutierrez can can uh, can can sit back down at the table, maybe over at El Tiempo. Um, I don't know. <laughs> maybe over at uh, Donnie Letty's over there in, <laughs> on the north side. Come up with a restaurant. Yeah, what, I mean, what, I, I think that'd be a good spot for them to sit down and, and kind of come to terms. And I hope that Yuli Gurriel is is uh, is an Astro next year, What's and the, I hope he hits 400 so I can so I can just really give you the business.
3: Yeah, I mean, it'd be limited. Uh, it'd be <laughs> in a limited situation. That's that's my thing. Is like, so what is the role for you? Like, if he comes back, he's a he's the what the backup first baseman, backup first base.
2: Yeah, the guy you can. That it pinch hit him and, and then keep him hit. in for some defense. Yeah.
3: I'm just trying to think, like, cause last year on the bench they had obviously a backup catcher and they had Diaz who kind of did all of those things yep. and Dubon as well. Um, like you wouldn't think he'd replace Diaz because I can't believe, like, knowing Dusty's track record, he won't trust him in the outfield. Um and you know, will he trust him at third base? That's just my thing is, is Uli coming back as just a backup first baseman? Because it is, I think there is a limit to every, you know, he's not a utility player at 39. I got, I don't, like I've heard some people saying, put him at second, he can play second base. He can play third. He can play first. He can play outfield. I mean, we watched Dusty. I mean, Trey Mancini played a lot of outfield before he got here. Dusty didn't trust him out there. I don't know if he trusts Uli that way. My just thing is, is someone texting utility infielder like at thirty nine? Is that really a role? Like, would you would you want him in there over a David Hensley or over a Dubon? I, I mean, I understand the hitting, but like those guys are actually utility players. It feels like to me like he's just a, he's a first baseman and backup DH is is a bit of an issue too because you got Brantley and 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 you're down there. So I I just I just wonder is there a realistic place.
4: Him. Yeah, I'm, I, it's easy for me. I mean, uh, the the utility infielder makes perfect sense to answer your question. Yes, I, I would want I would want Yuli Gurriel in in there at the plate or in the field, um, more so than than Hensley or or Damshur. Uh, what's my man at uh, Verlander center fielder Dubon? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would. I mean, now it would take some shuffling. Obviously, he's not going to play short. He'd rather play third. And Bregman moved to, move to short if you needed to give oh, if you needed to give uh, Pena some 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 time out or whatever. But then, this is all get through 162. It's not like y- when you get to the playoffs. It's if anybody got injured and you need a DH or if you needed a first baseman, he's there. It, it, he, and all he is in the playoffs and in the World Series would be a bat. Would be a pinch hitter or, or a, a bat if you needed it. I, I'm when like again when we start talking about I like Hensley I would like Hensley to be be there as well um, I don't know what the roster construction looks like to decide who stays and who goes yeah. but I I, I just got if we got room for Dubon Myers and, and White Boy Chaz and all three center fielders and hell Siri half the damn time then we can surely find a way to keep uh keep Uli around I I think I, that's where I would go with it show, is is the utility infielder
3: just it in man this Uli playing second base deal. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he's done it before, but, God, man, 39 years old, man. Ah, uh, He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be all right. As much as Dusty likes to give breaks. Oh, no. All right, coming up, uh, our guy, it is a Tuesday, our guy, Seth Payne, former Houston Texan. You can hear him every single morning right here on Sports Radio 610. He is in the building. He is in the building. He is going to join us coming up next. We'll get his thoughts on the latest on Everything's Texans in this coaching search.
5: Seth Payne coming up next. I'll put that chip on your shoulder and you better not eat it, fatty.
6: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. is the mark of a fighter.
5: You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know
1: the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You
0: are a fighter. Medela, Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hugh
3: Welcome back to The Drive, and uh, yes, it is a Tuesday. That means Seth Payne is with us. You can catch him every morning right here on Sports Radio 610 um, on Payne and Pendergast, 6 a.m., 10 a.m. By the way, tomorrow, um, I just want you to be aware of this as well. What's, what's that? Uh, at the uh, Houston Sports Awards. Oh. Um, Tyler has, uh, has said that he is going to... To be the second best dressed person in there, he's already guaranteeing it, only behind Calvin Murphy. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's, he's got he, a formal he wear. Said, he
2: said he.
5: I was told velvets in now, so he's going super
2: velvety. I do, I do own a maroon velvet jacket, but that is not what I'll be wearing. I've uh, seen that one. I've
4: seen you in that one. That I was one too. of the sharper moments.
2: Yep, it's going to be uh, very much in that that uh, that league. Yeah.
3: And I will admit, if I'm wrong, I just there's no chance
5: that he is going to be
3: the second best dressed person. Be. Why
5: not? There's no chance. There's it's chance. uh. There's no chance. It's I mean it's it's probably it costs a good chunk to be the second best dressed. Right. Thing. That's it. Right. Yeah.
4: You put the the money and the effort alone, which he's got plenty of both. Yeah. You think you think that alone is going to put him in the top five percent?
5: Alex Bregman's hosting it. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Peña is mean, going to be there. Jeremy Peña's like, yeah. there. Alex Bregman's yeah. there. You're jumping out a suit pretty well too. You're jumping off
1: both of them. <laughs> they fill
4: like, out a suit. They are limited
5: by their build, though. You this, are not. Sir. That's true. That's you true. Are not. Actually, Tyler's build is better for looking good no in suit than, uh, than, than a muscular guy. Yeah. More I options. Did yeah, Jeremy paint was saying that Shannon Sharp is has like gotten out of shape. I'm like, no. It's he's super muscular, and when you're super muscular, it's hard to look good in a suit. Like it just doesn't fit the same way. Even if it's like tailored perfectly, you got to worry about that with me. Oh
3: no, Shannon looks pretty good in a suit. (laughs) He looks good, but he doesn't.
5: You don't look as fit in a suit as you do. Like if you're super muscular like that, like people can't. It's kind of like baseball players with their baggy uniforms. It doesn't look like you don't see how fit they are. Yeah, Tyler, you do
4: not have that problem, Bob. You do not. You're gonna look fantastic,
5: Tyler. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. I listen to, to you guys abuse to... Tyler on here, and it sickens me. <laughs> oh,
3: Thank it? you. Yes.
2: yes. Gosh, you <laughs> need to have Seth on multiple times a week to set <laughs> y'all straight, man. Seth. Will hey. you be
3: honest with him, Seth, and say, dude, you ain't got pain you, uh, you, you ain't you, got you, pain you, ya? You, Oh, yeah, Like, when I you know. look at come on, man. Like, I, I honestly, honest to God, I think I think he'll be in the 30 to 35, right? <laughs> that's like 30th percentile Th- no i think it's or- 30 i'm giving i'll be nice i think he'll be between 35 and 40 oh, 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 the, okay. of the amount of people like he's saying he's going to be number 2 behind Calvin Murphy i'm pushing him more towards uh,
5: 35 to 40 these are yeah you know what you got to remember too tyler i've been to some of these fancy charity events like like a quite a, like these black tie charity events there's like some there's people with money that to burn on nice tuxedos and everything it's tough like I, I kind of walk around feeling a little bit like a popper in my in my in my tuxedo that I've owned for like twelve years. It becomes
4: yeah. a competition, but Tyler, yeah. you've
5: clearly you've you've oh, clearly he's, he's, entered oh, that he's, competition. He's and it's, so much trash. If here. he goes thrift shop, though, like you can do, you need to peacock the hell out of it. If <laughs> you peacock it, then you can win. <laughs> you can beat a, a billionaire. Shit,
4: I don't think he got that. I don't think he got thrift shop. Rice shop, tea meal. I don't know if you got go the that. other way. Not, does, not, not top five.
3: Does the haircut and facial hair add to this, or is it just because if this is what he's bringing to the table, that's. Oh, no, awesome. I
2: haven't. I haven't trimmed on my beard or touched it in like four or five days, man. I'll, I'll be sure to get on that. Come on, this is an amateur hour. Yeah, meant.
5: go get like a go get one of those Instagram barber jobs, like you know where they mm. they got your hair all um, yeah like a it back. like a sculpture I'm, almost.
3: I'm pushing it back between forty five.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pushing it. Back. Yeah, we'll
3: see. All right, uh, uh second interviews, uh <laughs> second interviews with uh, uh with uh Mike Kafka and uh
5: Ijiro Ijiro Ivero. It's so much fun. You gotta listen, really I'm just, telling you, listen. Ijiro yeah, is. Ivero has so much me. more potential than people are willing to acknowledge <laughs> because they're afraid of his name. It's it's weird. It's easy to say, but you gotta be looking at it like you instantly forget it. Yeah. It, for for whatever reason. It's just uncommon. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's Ijiro Ivero. And um but he did a very, very good job with the Denver defense. I think his players very much respect him. Um, Patrick Surtain the second, and, uh, and and Simmons there both had their best seasons ever as defensive backs and, in Denver. And um, I, I, he intrigues me. I think this is his first time through the cycle where he's going to get his hat in the ring and people start talking about him and mostly get acquainted with his actual name.
4: Yeah, look, I mean, that's the case with several of these guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, a handful yeah. of them are, it's, 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 you would think it's getting your hat in the ring and it's, it's just kind of go, going through the process. But I, I think a couple of them got, they, they've got legit shots here. Um, Seth, the, the, the other one is, is Mike Kafka. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not a second interview, but I, I believe this is his first. Or is, no, this is his a second. A second. One. Um, this is the yeah. second um, yeah. one. Second but, one. But they, up they did a Zoom, this would be the first in person. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, not happening yet. It's tomorrow. Is that what you're yeah, yeah. Um, Thoughts on on Mike Kafka just just in terms I love his track record.
5: Man. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a city though. You also wonder, okay, how much of it has been him versus the guys he's with, and currently it's it's Brian Dayball. I think that you know you could argue that Josh Allen. I don't think you could argue he regressed, but that offense offense certainly didn't advance at all this year. Yeah. Um, you know, with in maybe he's suffered since Dayball and Kafka left. But the biggest thing about him. I, I judge a lot of these guys based just on their personalities because that's what it comes down to. So yeah. I, like, watch their mic'd ups in their interviews. And there's got to be some level of juice to them. And even the guys who are quiet still, they got to have some kind of juice. Yeah. You can sense that in some sure. guys. I, I get no juice out of this guy. Uh, we'll see. I might be yeah. completely wrong. But I haven't, and, and I don't see, and maybe I just haven't looked in the right places. I don't see the buzz about him. From other people, as either coaches or players, like gushing praise for him.
4: You know, you know what really, really bothers me along the lines of what you're saying is, is when the, they appear to be trying to emulate somebody else. Which yeah.
5: in our, in our,
4: in our NFL and today, a lot of that obviously is guys trying to, or what appears to be guys trying to emulate Bill Belichick and and him putting up this front and and not, you know, just be super monotone. Yeah. And not, re- and I do now that you say it. Some of the stuff I've heard from him is is very much that way. I think he's,
5: but I don't think he, I don't know if he's trying to emulate anybody. I think he might just be boring, which is fine yeah. if you're boring. <laughs> but I, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, he, there's a lot of, I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of Davis Mills to his personality. Oh, wow. Where, look, oh, he's on, a guy that Seth. chose to go to Northwestern, which, uh, there's something that's always rubbed me the wrong way about, uh, about, about Davis Mills choosing to go early to Stanford because it's such a great education. My god. Go get a master's degree someday at Stanford if that's what you want. If you're the top recruit in the country, go go someplace where you can win a national championship. I don't think Kafka had the same options that Davis Mills did, but there is uh there's that kind of there's that student athlete with no juice or zest to him. Yeah. Like the engineer that's not fun to talk to, but he's a 4.0 student. I don't need that guy up in my meeting room every morning trying to tell me to get excited about this week's game. Those yeah. guys are the worst.
3: See, Seth, that, that uh, we we talked about this a bit earlier, and you know Mike Kafka is is a good example, and and and, and all of these, especially all of the young guys, all of the non Sean Payton uh, uh, candidates here. The thought is, what you're looking for is, can I find the next Nick Sirianni? Can I find the next Sean McVay? Mm-hmm. And boy, this group is tasked to finding that next person, and it makes me nervous as hell that this group is not going to find the next Nathaniel Hackett instead of the next Nick Sirianni. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And also though. All right. I mean, there's so much of it's just random chance and luck. I think a lot of it is coming down. It comes down to right now. All right. Are you, is it somebody that Nick Casario can work with and that's on the same page philosophically with both Nick Casario and Cal McNair? And that's a hard, I think that's, I think I'm glad that there are more interviews now than there had been over the previous several years. These last few years, things have gotten back towards like, oh, let's, let's meet with guys multiple times and let's figure this out. But like Sirianni, you know, okay, Sirianni was uh, panned last year when he was panned, when he was hired from his press conference. And uh, now he's everybody's favorite genius. and, And we'll see what happens in in a, in a couple of years. No, um, yeah.
3: Judging from his press conference, you certainly yeah. didn't think he was going to be like he has. He has. I think the Mike Kafka vibes that you're 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 talking about. He at so least he had- yeah, but he at
5: least had like uh, energy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are really. I, I liked his message. I I defended his message, if not his delivery, how much, how much at the time.
3: How much have you watched a Mike Caff? Because it feels like you just this, this. I watched thing. like
5: a good forty-five minutes of interviews and things with him, like waiting <laughs> for something, cry, huh? waiting for something. Yeah, <laughs> like, like waiting. I watched I, I team-produced content. I was like, okay, these guys will show me something. It was one of those things where they were um, they were showing them the the uh, they were showing the coordinators mic'd up. And the the defensive coordinator there, um, uh, Wink. uh they Martindale, Yeah, yeah. They showed a whole lot of him, <laughs> and just uh, he's and, got more. And not not so much of of Kafka. What well, yeah. you
4: know, Seth? I, I think when you when you look at at the if it comes down to I don't know three or four guys, you, you got to think that they're gonna that's gonna be you know whittled down if you will by just the guys that have that I'll call it an it factor for a lack of better terms. It just whether it's energy or swag or confidence yeah. or Whatever the hell it may be. We know it's not going to be experiencing pelts on the wall. But but I, I, I agree with you about it being just a, a matter of chance and a, a roll of the dice to a certain degree. But I, I feel like if 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 you sat across the table from four different dudes, you'd be able to pick which one's a leader of men and which one's authentic and which one has real confidence and which yeah. one you, you – I mean, and not that you'd be you, – you wouldn't bat 1,000, but you'd, you'd be pretty damn good at you it. You
5: want to feel like somebody that can – capture other people's attention and engage with them and and I guess that's the other part because I like watching the mic'd ups too because I think then you get a real good sense for exactly how guys interact you know and I you know some guys are more on display when they know they're mic'd up um but I want to see how they interact with people and even with Steichen I I can see kind of an interaction with his players that seems more engaged and energetic than than I see with Kafka which I might look Maybe he's just a guy that, like like with Belichick, that's just very understated. Um, but with Belichick, there was always a buzz about him that this guy's a, a boy genius at the yeah. time. And that his, like, there was always a sense that you got past his personality because he was so smart. And, and I just don't know if that's what the deal is with Kafka.
4: How comfortable are you with, as you look, at, and this is down the road, obviously, but as you look at this list, again, with the lack of experience and, uh, you know, half of them being defensive-minded guys. Yeah, I said this earlier. The, the decision that's made at the quarterback quarterback position, if they who they draft, I'm assuming they're going to draft somebody. If they don't, even the decision not to draft somebody is a major decision. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's the biggest decision that the te- anybody the Texans have had to make since David Carr was drafted in in 2002. Yeah,
5: yeah, and I guess that's where it comes down to. Okay, what kind of an organization do you want to be and are you trying to be? Because the teams that have done well with defensive coaches, I think have also found a great structure with their GM and head coach. I think the, the Seahawks for a long time were that. They may be getting back to that. Just they just had to suffer these last couple years with Russell Wilson. Obviously the Patriots, the Steelers, the Ravens, where yes. John Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator, um and Bill Cower was a special teams coordinator and defensive coordinator along with Mike Tomlin. It it is interesting to me that you know, it, the logic for taking an offensive coach is obvious and it and it makes sense. But because it's so heavily weighted towards taking offensive guys, that's where they they whiff on a lot of good offensive coordinators that just aren't head coach material. Whereas think about some of the guys with the longest tenures in the NFL are defensive minded coaches that, and the guys that have staying power, you know, I'll go back to Marv Levy as a special teams coordinator. I think there's, there's an inefficiency there where so many of the good guys over there get looked over because they're not offensive coaches that, that there's, there are gems on that side of it that have been maybe overlooked by other teams.
3: All right, Seth, appreciate you joining us as we talk to you each and every Tuesday around
5: this time. Uh, good uh, good convo, man. We'll talk to you next week. I'll, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow night watching Tyler and cheering for him. Yeah. For <laughs> thank you very gonna much, I'm going to give you a 10 uh, on my scorecard. Thank just you very be much. Just be honest. I man. almost turned my mic button off. It, I, I was going to hit the, ring bell the bell. The bell. <laughs> <laughs> Does this turn it off, Tyler? Is that, is that turning this, Keep trying. microphone off? I got some stuff I want to
0: say. Uh,
3: <laughs> guess what, Houston? Bill O'Brien is well on his way to becoming a head coach in the league again. We'll give you the latest on him. That's next on The Drive.